I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. For those of you joining us for the first time, Bad Storytellers is a podcast about a small group of amateur writers who submit and critique each other's work as well as discuss the written media we consume. It's like a book club but with a wider focus. Our group submissions are shared on our website, badstorytellers.com, and you can download them there if you'd like to read along with us. Additionally, we also accept your submissions for critique. If you would like some feedback with the same candor that we give each other, send in your submission to badstorytellers at gmail.com. Entries must be 10 pages or less. Additionally, at the end of each show, we roll the dice, pick three genres, and come up with a movie idea. Once we decide upon a name, we record the trailer for your listening pleasure. Enjoy. Welcome to Bad Storytellers, a podcast about a small writing group in Titusville, Florida. I'm your host, Josh LaForge, and with me today is Liam Malone. Holla! And Doug Banks. Hello. Max Wessel is normally here with us today, but he's absent because he is sick. With the plague. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I may sound a little different because I was sick, so if I sound a bit sexier, I'm sorry. And I may sound You're a little sorry. different because yeah. I've become a castrati. Right. <laughs> it's beautiful. You have a beautiful voice now. Uh, so we typically start by discussing the media we've consumed in the time between this and our last meeting, and then we move on to our own writing samples. Uh, for criticism and critique among the group of us. But at the end of each episode, we roll the dice and workshop uh, an idea for what could be a film, and, and then, then we, we record the trailer for it. All right, we got uh, two retractions this week. Only two? Yeah, only two. So the book I talked about, Sundiver, is not about dolphins. <laughs> it's about the humans of the Uplift universe uh, actually taking a craft to the interior of their sun. Okay. So a pretty apt name. That sounds pretty baller. The interior of the sun? I, I, I checked out the Amazon reviews. It turns out it's it's a murder mystery. Like they do that, oh. but it's also a murder mi- mystery. So it's like – That's actually really – I'm interested in that. Yeah, so I it's mean, like sunshine but with – But with a murder But there's mystery. also aliens inside of the sun. So it's sunshine meets the core. Meets murder on the Orient Express. I have no idea. <laughs> I just know that there's it's a murder mystery and they're going to the interior of the sun to meet some aliens. Dope. Also – other festivals that December 25th was known as before Christmas were also we, – we named a few, but the ones we did not were also Saturnalia and the birthday of Mithra. Those are even barely corrections. Yeah, barely. barely. So, Liam, what, what did you uh, consume? Um, I, was, I went on a Netflix binge. I watched Pumping Iron. It's a great film. Which is a story of mostly Lou Ferrigno and Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, <laughs> vying for the um, Olympia – Olympiad? Mm-hmm. Or is it Mr. 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 Olympia? Mr. Olympia. Yeah. It's great. Talks about bodybuilding a lot. It's really cool. Good story. Even totally if you, don't, worth if you don't like bodybuilding, it's fun. Yeah. It's just a fun movie. Like, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger says some of his classic lines that you never, I don't know, you never and, expect someone like him to say. And at the very end, he smokes a J and eats fried chicken. It's amazing. Yeah. Have you seen um, him on that episode of Dragnet? No. 
Arnold, didn't we see this, Josh? Oh, yeah. The yeah. clip of Jeez, Arnold on Dragnet. I forgot about that. It's crazy because he's playing like a bodybuilder who accidentally either – I don't think he kills her. Or, or like accidentally really hurts a lady. Yeah, he accidentally really hurts this girl because she laughs at him. Like he like she well, he like does this it's like it's like he goes he goes to this uh, girl's uh, apartment and she just like she's like oh you're so muscular just you know like fawning over well, him. she's not even like into it right like she's like well, she's like oh it, 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 she's a journalist that's is, what it? It is she's a journalist and and he's and she's well, like because there was a tension there there was like there was like yeah, she was yeah, into well, it a well, little bit she's in, she, well she's into him a little bit because yeah. he's interesting and he's foreign and then but she, like, she, she's like don't you take your shirt off so we could see and this is in the privacy of her home so he's like yeah sure do you want to see my muscles and he and he takes his shirt off and he's just like flexing she goes show me some flexes that you do and he starts flexing like a bodybuilder well first he like greases up yeah he's like well because he shows her because she's like show me the routine or whatever and I was picking up like that she was into it she wants to see you know well she's she's not really taking it seriously right but she does want to know more anyway so he so he greases up. He, he's just doing it serious like this is what you know this is how you do it it's yeah. my job yeah. here I go yeah and he starts pulling you know the poses and she starts giggling he's like it's not funny stop it <laughs> and she just keeps like she cannot stop laughing she hasn't been laughing fit and finally he just grabs her by like the shoulder he's like ah, stop stop and he just like, he shakes her and he throws her like into just a like everyone else yeah <laughs> and he throws her into like a standing lamp and he like leaves the apartment and it's just like she like stays there like knocked out or something and then it leads to you know bum 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 yeah. like the yeah. cops are going to come and take care of it but I want to see that whole episode but that 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 scene was so awkward from start to end it just gets more awkward the longer you watch it you keep i'm, I'm thinking, gonna try to find i'm gonna yeah. link to that in the show notes uh, i'll try to post embed that video and then the other thing i watched uh was turbo kid which i really really enjoyed i've heard that watching. was good i re- um it's a lot like kung fury in which it's like overly gory Really based on the 80s. But has a plot, right? Unlike there Hunter. is a plot. Michael Ironsides is in it, which tells you everything about this movie. Okay. Um, and it's, That he's the bad guy. That he's you. the bad guy. That he's um, a one-eyed bad guy. That he's a one-eyed bad guy. It's Waterworld with bikes, but I, I, the whole thing is, despite what other people think, I really like Waterworld a lot. I, I like I it, enjoyed too. it, yeah. I, I enjoy Waterworld. Especially that guy that was like, holy shit, it is Waterworld. You can get the water- one-eyed bad guy, and it's about water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, holy shit. It's Waterworld. I, I saw um, that guy from Waterworld that was like, real paper, yeah. real <laughs> paper. Yeah. Um, but it's super, no, it's super fun. It's really self-aware, gory beyond any, like, it's just ridiculously gory and amazing. Like Shaun of the Dead gory? It. Yeah, there's blood Cartoon. and everything. Okay. Yeah, cartoony gory. Cartoon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things they do is the guy who's set it's like up, an itchy and scratchy yeah. cartoon <laughs> but the guys right. the guy who's I'm set in. up to be the the hero and the way he like instills justice is by arm wrestling and they arm wrestle above like branding irons like yeah they they put they put like That's coiled awesome. they put like a yeah. coat hanger coil it up into a shape that looks like something and they put the end of the coat hanger into a toaster oven so it heats up the entire <laughs> thing yeah. there's and one then, on yeah, each side arm wrestling yeah, who thought that loses. up Crenshaw Pete oh it's so cool <laughs> Whoever loses gets the brand on their hand. Oh, nice. It's great. And then the the last big thing that I did is I rewatched Galaxy Quest, and I forgot how much I just love that movie. It's an it's a um, amazing American film. It's one of – and it. whenever I watch it, it also immediately reminds me of Mystery Men, of movies where that are completely self-aware of the thing they're making fun of, do it incredibly well, and when I bring it up, no one who now likes – um, Star Trek or superhero movies have ever seen it. What? Yeah. Really? Well, no. I mean, if they if they liked superhero movies and superheroes, then you definitely saw Mystery Men. Right. But, uh, I think that's just because you're trying to date outside your age group. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. Like, well, also, there's tons of people who are like, oh, I like Spider Man now. He's like, why? He's like, the movies. 
I'm like, I don't understand that. But that's okay. That's, that's, that's oh no, you get you get to do the, that. But the yeah. whole thing is, then they missed they they missed Mystery Men. They didn't get to see it. It wasn't on Mystery the Men was was maybe ten years ahead of its time, not in yeah. terms of what it was trying to say, but just the fact that the world wasn't ready for making for, fun yeah. of heroes. Because you it need wasn't, to know all the tropes before yeah. it's funny. And now yeah. all those tropes um, have found their ways into a movie, into everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, it'd be it, it's due for a rewatch. I think. I think it is. Yeah. And I feel, but I also feel the the same way about Galaxy Quest. My my problem is people didn't understand the uh, the conceit of making fun of Star Trek. That was popular enough to mm-hmm. do and have it make sense. Mm-hmm. But the idea that it was there was a show and they're making fun of a show that is sort of like Star Trek. Like there's too many layer meta it, it layers. It makes fun of and pays tribute to. Yeah, I think it's had a recent resurgence because of the Alan huge. Rickman. Well, I mean, even before he died, but because of the huge amount of nerd culture now mm-hmm. that uh, that wasn't that wasn't around even ten years previously. Like right. like Comic Con is is bananas yeah. now. And and used that to movie, be in a basement at a Radisson, right? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what that that's what that movie is, is about. about. It's about that Comic Con fan culture. Yeah, but but for me, it's even i think it's even a, a deeper level where like the idea of having a three-layer ne- narrative where there are three layers of reality yeah we're like there's the show there's the people who are making the, the actors show, of the show yeah and then there's this the crazy reality, reality yeah. where in fact they someone made everything real i don't think people were ready for that yet the, it, nar- it, the narrative it, it complexity good when it came out but i but yeah. i see what you're saying it, it, the the, the more time that passes, the more relevant that movie becomes. Yes. I'll tell you why I wasn't ready for Mystery Men. Because when I saw it, like, I enjoyed a lot of it. But I had, I, as, a, as a kid, like, I saw it and I walked away. It had a lot of problems with it. Like, wait a minute. I, Captain Amazing was kind of a jerk. What's the point yeah. of that? And then he's dead? Like, he's really dead? What the fuck? Because the, back then, superhero movies were still kind of new. Yeah. Like, this is before yeah. Spider-Man. So it's like you wanted to see a superhero movie. This is the anti-superhero <laughs> movie that was, it was, again, ahead of its time. Like, if but, I were watching it now, one you, The funny. only one you sympathize with is the the shoveler yeah because <laughs> he's like a stand-up dude. I, but you get i think I and think mr it's, mr volcano isn't that his name mr furious mr, mr. Uh, furious yeah, mr. furious sorry yeah. yeah he's ridiculous like he's the worst one out of all of them uh, the blue raja is amazing oh my god yeah, oh, hank azaria yeah yeah to begin with the fact that hank azaria has been so steeped in simpsons has i think robbed us of a lot of good movies he could have been in I don't know, everyone man. that he is in is, is good knockout like he, yeah he does great he Blows me away in the birdcage. Oh, it's oh, so yeah. good. No, it's like <laughs> it's so good. But uh, that's what I'm he's saying. He's what like, made Robin Williams and Nathan Lane crack up, and Gene yeah. Hackman. Like it's like, what was your funniest moments on that? It's never Robin Williams or Nathan Lane. Oh, they're it's always like, yeah, yeah, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Hey, well, and Gene Hackman. And Gene yeah. Hackman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, anything else? I know I read stuff, but I can't remember it at the moment. Good. <laughs> so I will get back to you on that. But okay. I figured three things we yeah. talked about yeah. it enough. Yeah, it's sure, good. Sure. What about you, Doug? Um, I also saw Turbo Kid. Uh, and I liked it. I, 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 I got to get on this bandwagon. No, I really did not like Kung Fury. I didn't either. Yeah, thank you. Because you're the only the person I've talked I to. Loved, I love the scene where the two Nazis are arguing about their mustaches. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, but that was like, Key and Peele had a better Nazi joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but no, I mean, I think that's also a good one. But I, I, that, I, I like, like that one. It's I, like, you're not, you're, your mustache looks like a piece of shit. I, I, I've been <laughs> debating, not even debating, just arguing with people who like defend Kung Fury as like this... It's so great, and I'm like, no, dude, it's stupid, and here's why, blah 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 blah. And, and that's, th- that's that relates to our topic a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they, we'll get into that. No, that's a great example. It's a great example. But I, I really, I was excited for Kung Fury because I saw the Kickstarter thing, and I'm like, oh, I want to get behind this or whatever. Anyway, so Kung Fury, I, I don't like it for reasons we can go into later. But people recommending Turbo Kid, I'm like, this looks a lot like Kung Fury trying to hop on the Kung Fury bandwagon. It's not Kung Fury. This is like everything that I disliked about Kung Fury. They did well in Turbo Kid. So Turbo Kid is more like okay. So Kung Fury is like a collection of tropes into a, 
made into a bunch just of a little joke. scenes. It's a bunch of Family Guy cutaway jokes. It's, well, made, it's, made well into they're, little they're, scenes. They're memes. Yeah. Right, right. Essentially. Whereas, whereas Turbo Kid is like somebody Narrative was like, through line, was like yeah. I loved all those tropes. How do I make that into a movie? Well, how, yeah. how, well, just they had a story and a world, and they said, "How do I up the ante by making it fit these tropes?" As opposed to like, you know, what I'm saying, like, okay, it's a standard sci-fi post-apocalyptic story of a hero. Kid becomes a hero, but with a, a really good humor. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of good characters that aren't really fully developed. But you don't need them to be. Yeah, the people who made it gave a shit. Like, it's not going to win any awards. It, the characters are, you know, two-dimensional and everything, but. That's the kind of movie it is. It's an enjoyable film. It's very gory, like an itchy and scratchy cartoon, where okay. it, the, the gore is the joke. Yeah. It's not just being gory because it's trying to be a grindhouse knockoff. I, I enjoy that. It. Way it's, it's almost a contrast with how innocent and lovable everyone is in it. And then, like, <laughs> then they just do horrible things. All right. We're like, the girl, she Apple. An- yeah. Apple. She annoyed me. <laughs> She annoyed me for about she, the, she first, yeah, like the, the first five minutes, and then after the first five I minutes, I was like, with her. it was me yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. you're the best, because yeah. you're the only person out here, like, everyone was like, oh, I'm kind of cynical, and the world's over, and she's like, we're just going to hang out, and everything's going to be great. I thought she was going to be like right. that manic pixie dream girl bullshit thing. But she's just 100% optimist all she's, the time. Oh, yeah, 100%, and just like, like is how bad, how bad could genuine, things be? It's just like, together. Yeah, she's childish, but like not underhanded, like not childish where it's like selfish. It's like completely generous and completely optimistic like, the entire like, time, like happily naive kind of thing. Not even she's, she, well, yeah, the thing is, not she's, even naive. She's not even naive. Like everyone else is like complaining about how terrible things are. Yeah, they're and she's like, just like, we're just gonna get through this. They're, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're in a situation where like they're about to die, and they're like, she's like, what do we do? And he's like, okay, we're gonna have to strike first, strike hard, got it, and immediately, ah! and just like they're, they're they're trying to make a plan, and she just immediately runs out of the huddle and starts beating this dude to, to death, and they're just like. <laughs> Okay, I guess the fight began, and they just start following her lead. So she's, you know, just she's team team hero, one hundred percent. Reminds me of a Sour Fang the Younger. <laughs> if, in the, if the apocalypse happens, you need someone like her on your team, regardless. Cool. Oh yeah, just purely for morale. Yeah, but uh, so other than Turbo Kid, um, I started rewatching episodes of Twilight Zone to sort of just Ooh. you know get through because like I, I I grew up watching a lot of it, but I've never seen all of them. Um, and I saw one, uh, I got, the, I got the name of this one here so you don't have to do a retraction, uh, in season one, episode 36, A World of His Own. This one I wanted to bring up because I've seen like several, but this one particularly because it's about a writer <laughs> who's like a playwright and, uh, the story, I won't give away anything, but the story is that he discovers that if he records, like he dictates his notes into a tape recorder or he can write it in his typewriter. But when he does this, he, if he can get really specific when he dictates notes about a character or something happening it comes to life. Like, it actually happens. And he, like, well, he gets in a little bit of trouble with the wife, let's say. <laughs> oh, jeez. And, and, okay. But, it's, but it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's all, like, one of the, what do we say, like a bottle story where it's all in this a, dude's yeah, bottle office. Episode, yeah. The whole episode is in this dude's office where the wife comes home and she's, like, she saw him with a girl. But as soon as she opens the door, comes in, the girl's gone. Oh. <clears throat> and she's, like, what the fuck? And he's just, he's, like, honey, I think it's time I told you. Something crazy is happening, and he starts to explain. Of course, she doesn't believe him, and right. starts, she's then, like, "What the fuck are you trying to yeah. sell me?" So yeah, <laughs> and, but he, but he, but it's for real. Like he can right. actually do this, and uh, where it goes is great, and um, uh, says a lot about creativity and you know stuff. So uh, it's, I, I recommend checking it out, especially for you guys. But uh, anxious to hear what you guys have to say because I don't want to spoil it. But it was a lot oh, of fun. Cool. I think that's pretty much most of it. I didn't haven't had a lot of time other than that. I was trying to squeeze in all that after work. True. As for me, I read. The second in the Uplift series, it's uh, – I talked to you guys about this last week. It's about a ship that crashes on a planet. It's in the Uplift universe, so it's humans with a crew of uh, sentient dolphins. And 
it's like a crazy space war is happening up above the planet and and the way the planet is affecting these dolphins some of them are genetic experiments because the humans are the ones that have turned them into sentient beings so like one of them has orca dna spliced into him and that starts coming out when he's uh He's Weird. there, and like, there's there's all this crazy stuff that happens. Like he's gone native or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, but crazier, mm-hmm. and and they're like, "You're going crazy," and he's like, "Do I sound crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's Every, like, yes, <laughs> yes, you do. I, when dolphins go crazy, these. when dolphins go crazy, they 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 switch into primal, which is mm-hmm. a different speak. That's different. It's different language. Um, and he's he's speaking Anglic, which is which is not primal. So he's like, "I am not crazy. If I was crazy, would I be speaking so clearly?" And they're like, "Uh." Okay, <laughs> like no, it's it's pretty good though. It, it, there's a lot about dolphin physiology in it. There's a lot about dolphin sex. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, maybe I don't want to read it. <laughs> no, no, no I, I say that, and I'm like, there's parts where they're just talking about dolphin sex and like how dolphin sex works, and I'm like, is this? You know, you couldn't jerk off to this. <laughs> Someone might. No, 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 like, because it's too clinical. Like, it, it, it's from a very, it's from a very zoological. Uh, yeah, like uh, objective standpoint. Is it is it necessary? You know, I don't know because uh, we were talking about sex scenes in books before. Is it as there necessary? are no there are no sex scenes in this but, book? But but is talking about it is that as necessary as some sex scenes? Well, it explains a lot of the relationships between people. And like when I say people, I'm including dolphins because they're they're sentient in this book. Uh, it explains a lot of like tension that happens between them and like uh, what they plan on doing and like how they why they're acting the way they're acting. So I think it might be necessary because uh, if they were dolphins, it sound, I'm making it sound like it's gratuitous. It's yeah. not. It's it's just like it's it's treating like if if they were an alien species and you just had right. to explain. But it's, it but it's also headset. it's also very matter of fact. Like he'd be like, uh, and then he when, when he was this old, he he discovered this thing and he hadn't stopped masturbating since. So yes, but he couldn't do that now, and now he was frustrated, and there was this, but okay. but he knew it was a weird affectation, or he it was knew it was a weird thing that was not accepted in polite society. So he kept it buried, and like that, guess, that kind of thing. I, I guess maybe there's no there's no sex scenes. It's just stuff like that. Where, okay, well, because he author... talks about like their, how their mental state works and how it's different from humans for sex, and like there's a lot of human relationships, and there's a lot of vagaries that you immediately understand with the way that they talk to each other. Because we're human, <laughs> yeah. So, so he has to kind of go into more detail with the dolphins. I, I just assume that maybe it's because the author knew that dolphins are the only like one of the only other animals that has sex for pleasure. So it's I don't like think something that's how true. Humans tie with it. I don't think that's true. I, I don't know if it's true. I'm just saying like that's that's a common like that is a trope. Yeah, trope. That's a trope you know? Yeah. Just like people only use ten percent of their brains. Yeah. Trope. I, that you were like you hear that and you're like oh they're the only other species <laughs> that has sex for pleasure and you're like you sure. Because that the, sounds like bullshit. The book's good, and I recommend it. But um, one of the things I find interesting about the book is that one of my favorite characters is not really a good guy. He's kind of a mad scientist, but he's a chimpanzee. He's the only chimpanzee on the ship. Sounds like your favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> and he's – he's, I say mad scientist, but it's just – he's not mad. He's just – he doesn't give a shit about anybody else. He's just like, oh, cool. My experiment will happen. Like, hey, well, the captain's been injured. He may not survive. He's like, oh, well, OK. Well, then get this other guy on it. I'm going to get that. And they're like – our captain, like, the guy we all love, has been injured. And he's like, yes, okay, understood. So tomorrow then, right, I get to put these bombs in the crust so we can measure the planetary waves. And they're like, no. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's like, hmm, I got to find my way onto a ship so I can go do that because I really need to complete my research. But he doesn't. He just, he's just obsessed. He's, a, mm. he's an obsessive chimpanzee mad scientist and i love him <laughs> i can't I, he's not in really fact, even, he's not a good you, guy either you're, the next book you should write is obsessive champion mad scientist chimpanzee mad scientist i'd read that i it's already written that's that that's the book i just read no just <laughs> just that yeah maybe call it mojo jojo yeah okay <laughs>
And I also uh, watch more Deep Space Nine, which is good. Getting there for you? Well, I think that's the first time you said Deep Space Nine, which is good. Yeah, it's getting better. It's getting a lot better. Especially – you, And you still haven't hit Worf? No, no. not until so, se- Worf is until season four. I'll tell you. All right. I'll tell you when I get to Worf. Worf is my favorite on Next Gen. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy when I get to him. But, yeah, that was it for me. I'm going to do – I'm going to start rewatching Deep Space Nine. And I'm going to start at season four, and I'm just going to make my best of Worf. No, if you don't understand why it's such a slog, you should start at the beginning. No, the whole thing is I've done it. Yeah, it's I've done terrible. it a lot, and you don't remember it. It no, must be no, like no. I do. It must be like childhood. <laughs> I remember. It. remember how the whole thing is, is I'm I'm more forgiving of it, and I I also just like deeply love O'Brien. Yeah, well, so much. Next you Generation would. got much better, much faster than yeah, that's than true. Deep Space Nine. So our topic for this week, before we get on to our critique and criticism of our work is cynicism and snobbery. And we're all writers and consumers of media. We've all been cynical snobs. And I think Some we all of agree. Us still are. Yeah, I, I think we, we <laughs> yeah, all I definitely am. I think we all agree that that's a bad thing. Right? Yeah, with yeah. music, I think with music more for me than movies, but like uh, the, there's I no, can be bad. There's no good reason to be a cynical snob. Like there isn't, right? Like I mean, it'll save you some time, but the the bad attitude that comes with it is generally shitty. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah no, even even if you're right, yeah, bad things happen. You might as well just be optimistic because you could be wrong, and it doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> you know, if you're wrong, occasionally, occasionally it does crush me. Like to optimism, be wrong? Op, no, the opti- like the optimism of like this is going to be good. Oh, and then I'm going to spend my money on this, and I'm like, I've made a horrible mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's more. It, well, you know what they it's say? More like shame. Expectation is the enemy of delight. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know who said that. That'll be a retraction. I'll find out who said that, and I'll, I'll, I'll we'll have it next week. But well, if you don't if you don't allow yourself to get excited for something, what the hell's the point? I think you can get excited for things, but like expectations are different than being like, oh, this might be fun. Hey, let's go do a fun thing. We're like, this has to be good, or is it, else is I'll it, die. Okay, is it better to get excited for something, or just to be kind of like, or to be surprised, or to be happy that you're going to go do something, and then if it's good, you get surprised, and it's even better. Depends, because like something that you have expectations on based on previous existing stuff. For example, like the next installment of Star Wars. Okay, I have an expectation of. I, I don't try to place expectation of the story better explain who Ray's parents are. I don't give a shit about that. I just want the movie to entertain me. I have an expectation that I will be entertained. I, I think that's I think that's not cynicism or snobbery. No. Right. I, I think no cynicism is, that's gen- being a is generally yes. Cynicism is generally when you when you're like, well, it's not going to be good. You know, or that probably right. that probably sucks. Well, like how a lot of or pe- it's going to suck. Well, like know? a lot, lot of lot of people are. There's a lot of backlash about the new Ghostbusters movie, and yeah, that, okay, there, there's a good example. Yeah, yeah, that's a hot button topic, you know, for a lot of people. And my at first when I'd heard that they were rebooting it, I'm just like, oh no, a reboot. And then it was like, oh, and it's all women. Well, I guess you know what, that doesn't really matter. And then, you know what, a reboot is like that doesn't matter either. What am I excited about? Like, you know, then like yeah. as soon as I took two seconds to think about it, I'm like, oh, I'm not actually mad at all. I'm actually totally fine with this. And in fact, I prefer the fact that it's a reboot because you know what? If it ends up not being that good, it's got nothing to do with the other yep. films. It's and if it's great, <laughs> And if it's great, then it's a new film, you know? So yeah. who cares? I was like, oh man, they're doing an all female one. I'm like, oh, this will be bad. And they're all comedians. Go on. And they're all from SNL. With SNL pedigrees. And I was like, Oh, see, when people say it's like, oh, it's going to be bad because it's all female, it's not bad because they're all female. They think it's bad because that they think that's a sign of pandering. Yeah, I I agree, and I understand. I, that. I, I just I really it makes me cringe whenever I think I'm being pandered to, right. and when I think something is being made to pander to somebody else, yeah. it makes me cringe. I don't think that's cynicism, though. Like I think the I think the movie still has every possibility to be good. Yeah, it's just when you say that. 
like, oh, we're going to do an all female version. That's not an artistic choice. Like you're just, you're literally saying that's like, a marketing choice. Yeah, it's a mar- it's, it's just a marketing. But choice. when they say that, okay, we're getting actual comedians to do it, and Paul Feig, I mean, I've had. Oh, yeah, nice, I, I mean, I hope, results. I hope, with, I hope it's great. Yeah, and like <laughs> the nice like uh, he did. Um, the women they picked are fantastic. Yeah. What well, what was what was the sci fi show that Kristen Paul Feig just did on, on really Yahoo? Good. Kate McKinnon is killing yeah. it now. But either way, it's like everyone has a proven track record of doing at least one thing funny. Yeah. So that deserves a chance, you know? So, Absolutely. So I'm actually looking forward to it. But if there's, if there's other things like the next Transformers movie, you know what? Is it cynical for me to say, you know what? The last four Transformers movies were no. kind of bad. I d- no, I don't think so. That's a good because, question. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, let's, let's go through. Okay, let's go through examples here. What was the last time you were cynical and then you were like, oh, man, I, I shouldn't be cynical anymore? <laughs> like like, like that, that, that I was wrong and it was actually good? When you were wrong and you're like, ah, oh, what's wrong with me? Like why, why, do I even, why do I even put so much effort into preparing to not like something? a very good question i can't remember the last time where i was actually like genuinely upset at something and just mad i don't know like i I wouldn't say upset like here's here's an example for me which i don't think it might not be the best example but when dread was about to be released Mm -hmm. um i was i was very much like okay well i think you and i talked about this it's like it's like this film has been developed for so long there's no screenshots there's no production stills there's nothing have you seen a poster for this movie no right and the moment the trailer was released, we were like, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> like, this, this is, is different. Yeah. This is uh, – I think we may have been waiting exactly for this. Well, it's also because – But I was like – I was I was arms folded like, mm, make it dread. They're not going to do it right. Also, when we heard it was like really low budget, you know, we're like, how are you going to do that? Yeah. You know, like, but, you know, the trailer immediately made us change our minds because we saw something of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like no matter what trailer comes out for the next Transformers movie – I'm not going to sit in the theater stewing about it and going, oh, this looks so terrible. I'm just going to go, yeah. hey, it ain't for me, man. If someone else likes it, good for them, but I will not be well, that's buying not, a That's ticket. not cynicism. Transformers, there's a track record, and you're like, you know, I didn't like the other ones. Um, right. no, yeah, I have no interest in If this one comes out and the reviews are stellar, I may go see it. But like, is it now, is it cynicism even if it's like a person involved and not the film franchise? I, I, but I'm going to say like – the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where yeah. you hear that Michael there you go. Bay yeah, is connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good and you're one. like, fuck that. Good um, example. Uh, I actually um, – I think we can link in the show notes to Doug's uh, – w- Yeah. Oh, uh, my, <laughs> my 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 Hard video. Truths with Doug. Or about, yeah, who should Michael. have really which, directed the Michael Bay Turtles. Which, by the way, <laughs> what needs to happen for me to make you do that once a month? What do you mean once a month? I want you to do that show online. Oh, I need money. I need money so I can quit my job because it, it takes a lot of work to do that. I would imagine. Um, They're so good. Thank you. But, but anyway. but, the, but It's essentially what, uh, what Adam ru- ruins everything but about media. About, about media. Fi- about yeah. fiction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, in a way that it's almost, uh, it's almost like a, a Stephen Colbert style satire of cynicism. Yeah. It's very tongue in cheek. Yeah. You're, you're, you're these, those aren't my real opinions. Those are yeah. fake. But whatever. We're getting off topic. But the, but the point is like. Okay, there was a trailer. I can't remember the name of the film, but it's a film that came out. I think it's like 13 Hours or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an action war movie or whatever. And I'm watching it's about it. Benghazi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm watching the trailer for it, and I'm like, okay, this is this doesn't look that great, but maybe there's something in here that's that's good. Maybe the trailer's not that great. Then it says, you know, halfway through the trailer, then it says from director Michael Bay. And immediately I'm like, oh, I'm not going to see it. Like, yeah. is that cynicism or is that yes. me looking at his track record? I think, I think, okay, well, I don't know. It depends on your thoughts on it. Like, I was like, on I'm the gen- fence. I'm generally not a fan of him or, or this won't be good. I see. I, I don't know how I can answer that because, like, I was on the fence about the film. I, I know exactly where I almost, like, the knee-jerk reaction to me was, fuck this shit. 
as soon as I saw his name, because I just get really angry about Michael Bay. What about like and like and like Shyamalan? Like you'll see it. No, if you same, see a trailer, same if, deal. But if, but if you see a trailer and it looks legitimately good and it looks really scary, and then it says at the very end, like really fast, because they're trying to bury the lead, like uh, talked about Night Shyamalan, and you caught that. Would that, you would you that, say screw that? The, that trailer has lied to me. The trailer has yes. deceived me. Or would you say would maybe I'll tell I'll tell you exactly how I how I felt. I felt like I'm like, wait, am I being are they trying to hide that? <laughs> like, you right. know, like this is not OK. This is the first M. Night Shyamalan movie that hasn't been advertised as one. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that's just they throw it in at the end because that's what you throw in at the yeah. end. They did that with but with After Earth, the, the Will Smith movie. M. Night Shyamalan directed that. His name is nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You didn't know that because they didn't advertise it. It was just Will Smith and his kid, and it's a sci-fi. Totally directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I think he huh. helped write it, too. The I'll trailer was like, oh, if that movie gets good reviews, I'll go see it. Movie yeah. comes out, it bombs, I didn't go see it, and they go, oh, by the way, it was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense, and that just refuels your you know, yeah. cynicism afterwards. Well, I think um, an example of this I had recently of, of just general cynicism was uh, American Sniper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hear a lot of people – like when it came out, it was pretty controversial because Chris Kyle is a liar or was a liar. Um, and there's a lot of things that he just <laughs> lied about. And people were upset at the movie and they're like, no, it's a piece of crap. Like it's stupid. This wouldn't happen. No. And then I saw it and I was like, no, it's fine. It's it's a fine movie. I mean it's got things that I don't like about it. you know. But, but that's – I mean so does every movie. Yeah. Like my favorite movie has things I don't like about it. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of hate and stuff and cynicism about it. And people are like, no, I don't want to see it because it glorifies, you know, this. And they they call watch it, the movie. Yeah, just see it's it. It's just a like, movie. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. understand. It's just it's just entertainment. I used to be. I think I think a lot of cynicism. And does do, it does it glorify America more than Rocky Four does? I don't well, think what, what do you, Rocky Four glorifies America. Rocky doesn't fight for America. He Rocky fights for, fights he fights for, for his Apollo friend Creed. for Apollo's de- Apollo's dead and buried. Yeah. Apollo, who is the living embodiment of America, the man wears American flag. Shorts when he and dies. he's the bad guy he's in a, two yeah, other yeah, movies. Yeah. But he's, it doesn't he's matter. The entertainer it doesn't. It, there's no political statement. No, being made. no. Oh come on! The fact that like communism, like they almost no, make dude, the statement that communism right now, only, is over, no, and they no, clap no, 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 at no, no, the no. end. No one says communism is over. The only political statement that happens at the end is Rocky says, "Hey, you know what? I didn't like you at first, and you didn't like me at first." But now we like no. each other, so maybe anybody can change. No. Rocky Four. That's is, the only statement. Rocky Four. Rocky Four is Watch like the fucking movie again. Right, no, what, I. What's, who, I will do this. I will said, run this game with you. Then what? I, Na- I, give I, me one I, line I, I, of dialogue I, or a newspaper headline in that film that says anything about that are, anything that, political. That are Reagan esque. Anything political. That's, 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 that's my point. It, who it, says it, communism is over? The, the, the I'm, point, I'm saying it's the imagery. You don't, what, are, what are you talking about? Dude, but, the, but you don't understand is that Rocky's only going over there to, to fight for his friend, but then like everybody tries the to politicize. The world makes it a thing. That's the world the makes point. it a thing, yeah. but it's not about yeah. that. At, like, the point is it's not about that. Yeah. That's, the, that's yeah. the point of the movie. It's about him in the ring going against the guy who killed his friend. And it and the world, if, dude, listen to the lyrics by Survivor. They're like, two worlds collide. Is this a fight for a freedom or is it a fight for your life? You know, it's like it goes on about how it's not about that shit. Yeah, and Worlds Apart by Journey when he's driving his car, man. He, they don't play that. They play um, uh, <laughs> uh, No it. Easy Way Out. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, really? I thought that was one of the montages. No, was... it's No Easy Way Out when he's driving his car. There's No Easy Way Out. Yeah. And he's Which one has it. Worlds Apart? They don't play that in a Rocky movie. It was in Tron 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Tron Legacy. Fear is dead. Yeah, but, uh, but um, do you do you think where do you think cynicism come? Like cynicism comes from when you are like always let down. From, I is think it, it comes a defense. From, 
I think it's a defense against disappointment. Now, what uh, makes I, 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 I think there's, but there's also like a, a, a new weirder sense of cynicism. There is like a there is a new way. A lot of, of it of, comes from fanboyism too. You yeah, see a lot of it in fanboyism. Where it's like it, it's defensive about getting hurt, but it's also like, oh, I'm smarter than that. Like if you can if you can convince people. Like, when did it become cool to convince somebody to not like something they've already previously liked? Where it's like, oh, it's oh, always you, been the case. Music, I know, music but like, especially. But like, what? I don't know what it is about. Like, I, I don't understand that. Like, I, I, I can't. Maybe when I was younger, I'd be like, you like that? You're stupid because I would judge somebody based on what they liked. Right. But now I'm like, you know what? As long as you get enjoyment out of it, that's totally cool. But yeah, now, as long as, well, as, long as you get enjoyment of that and you don't like strangle people, right? You're probably okay. Because like I, you know what? Here's a, here's a, let me backpedal for like an example of me being cynical, right? Okay, sure. The, the, this is the last time I remember being legit cynical about something. It ended up being true, and the film was Jurassic World. <laughs> it's like, okay, because okay. I was like, I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to go with you. I was t- that I didn't immediately think of that. I was very and now, not, not now, defending myself, but I actually wasn't. No, I, I, I will was, say I this. I will say it. this. Um. I didn't go see it because I was like, I I'm going to wait. I hate saw it. I'm going to wait. I hope it's good. No, here's here. So here, here was my process. The I, I remember hearing Jurassic World was coming out. I remember thinking, you know what? That's not, the, I heard the premise of it. And I go, you know what? That doesn't sound that great. But you know what? I'm going to wait for a trailer. And legitimately, I was just like, you know, I'm not going to get emotionally involved because I don't want to be that guy. I'm going to wait for a trailer. The teaser came out. And I went, you know what? I didn't like the looks of that. I don't know. Like, what about it? And then I sat down. I thought about it because I want to be able to defend my point of view because I know the whole world was lighting about how awesome everything looked. And I'm like, you know what? I figured it out. It was X, Y, Z. And I could go on to my reasons why, but this would derail the entire conversation. The point was I had my reasons why I thought it didn't look that great. I didn't tell people they were wrong for being excited for the movie because at the end of the day, it could, it could be really good. Maybe it was a shitty trailer. But then the movie came out and it got the reviews and I heard friends of mine saw it and they told me what they thought of it. And I went, you know what? That sounds pretty crappy. It sounds like the, the fears that I had about it apparently were true. I still went and saw it. I went and saw it by myself on like a Wednesday afternoon and I'm watching it and throughout the film I go, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought. Like it's not as bad as I feared, but it's still pretty lame. I remember I remember exactly the last time that I was super cynical. I was proven wrong though. And uh, and and you were in it with me on this one mm-hmm. was the first Avengers movie. We saw the trailer for the first Avengers, and there was no mention of the plot, and there was just explosions. See, I, like see, this is going to be a train wreck. See, now here's the thing: you were more aggressively cynical about that film I was than very I was. Cynical. I, my cynicism was more of like, well, you know what? It'll be big, dumb fun. Like it'll be it'll be Tony Stark blowing shit up. Yeah. It won't make a lick of sense. There'll be no character arcs. But I'm still gonna see. I was it. so glad I was wrong. Right. But, but I mean, like I I remember. You had gone to see it to see it. And you're With like, my dad, got back from the Avengers. my dad was a huge. My dad has become the hugest Avengers fanboy, <laughs> like you, out of anyone I know. You'd just gone to see it, and yeah. I texted you, and I was like, "So how terrible was it?" You're like, "It might be super great." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it might be the best Marvel film up to that point. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I was kind of ashamed that I was so down on it because of because it because I was so down on it before it came out, and then I was proven wrong because it's. I've it, never doubted another Marvel film. It's I, I, it's, it's just erased my cynicism from Marvel. It's just a shitty point of view. Like there's no there's no reason to to care about something that you have no say in whatsoever. That that you just get so shitty about. Like the only things that I'm still cynical about right now are politics, but only to the point where I like I still haven't given up hope. I think he still have that's to true. You know, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's but like I'm I'm going to defend cynicism for a moment. By all means, um, uh, and not to say that it's good. Cynicism or, is probably dumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I don't think it comes from nowhere, and I don't think I haven't been partially conditioned to do it. 
Because I'm not even cynical about specific directors, but when a director has a moderately successful independent movie and then they're immediately put in charge of a huge movie, I'm like, oh, isn't it going to be good? Well, what, what's, your, <laughs> what's your defense of cynicism, though? Because, my, because my what, defense, I'm, what I'm saying is, is you gain nothing, you lose nothing by, oh, yeah. by no, hoping. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's still, it's still You're bad. You're saying that you don't hate but the I'm player, saying, you hate the game. But I'm also <laughs> saying that, that I've, I've been conditioned so hard by some of these things where, like, the amount of times where I've been cynical and right and cynical and wrong, it totally makes cynicism a zero-sum game at at the least. Right. But the times where I've been right about my cynicism is so weirdly satisfactory and reinforcing. We're like, that's my problem. I mean, I think it probably falls in the in the category of schadenfreude, right? Yeah. Like, well, it, there's, because, there is, well, the there's opposite... something about watching a huge train wreck of a thing and you're like, I fucking called that But Jurassic shit. World is a train wreck, but it made billions of dollars. Yeah, so it's not a train wreck and to other people. And like, that... that how can it, you get that, that's the thing? No, I'm saying, I don't like, I don't no get satisfaction. But, but, well, but Liam doesn't care about how much money it makes. No, I do. I do I do because then they're gonna make more movies like that and then it becomes But it's not your problem. Like it's got That no, is my problem because they're gonna keep making those movies and that money You don't have to see them. No, you don't have to do you don't have to see them. But they only make a certain amount of big budget movies now. See now here's the thing. You're you're hitting on you're you're starting to go in a direction where I wanted to talk talk about because where cynicism could be, I don't want to say good, but why a critical eye is necessary. Yeah. Because when you oh, because when, the, when society, those are two different things. I know. No, I because, know. because when when society gets shoveled garbage for entertainment, like like Jurassic World in terms of storyline, and, 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 and but also here's here's what I'm gonna say: Jurassic World is not garbage. It wasn't as bad as I I thought it was gonna be. But the the amount of success for it got for the amount of things that it did disappointed unwarranted disappoint me hugely. I think here's the thing: is I think that a cer- at a certain point. Now, I, I, I'm still mildly cynical about some stuff, but I've, I've started to try to break myself out of it. And the idea that I could be disappointed by a movie I didn't make. <laughs> right. It, 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 now it's starting, to, it's starting to seem a yeah. little silly. That is silly. Like, for instance, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, dude, could you be disappointed by a meal you didn't make yourself? Okay, here's the thing. I've already gone to the restaurant and ordered it. Yeah, you go the to a movie theater, you guy, buy a ticket. The cynical guy is like, no, you know what? No, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. Their food probably sucks. Yeah, I went in going, hey, I hope this food's good. Yeah, like, I would rather. That's would, a good way to put it. Yeah, I would rather be disappointed than cynical. Yeah, than 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 dismissive and cynical. Right. But there is there is value in going. Oh, you know what? The past few times I've been, it hasn't it has been not good. worked out. So I'm gonna sit this one out. I hope you guys. Yeah, have a great time, but yeah. that's still not cynicism. That's yeah. that's hey, you know what? I, I, that's a conditioned that, response. That's, well, it's, it, it, that's critical eye. Like, so just so we can put a fine point on it, you're saying that cynicism, as we're defining, is it, unwarranted. Is is no. judgment is a negative judgment without having partaken or or have any part of how it was made. Yeah, well, I think so. like, you know like what? you're, you're let's, judging let's, it prematurely. Let's look up the definition of cynicism because that's that's what I'm seeing when, when because because if, if you're talking about judging something. Before seeing it, I have taken great efforts to try and curb that in myself. Yes, from, since, since I hit like age twenty-two onward, and I feel like I—I I mean, I probably still—and I mean, have, I have knee-jerk reactions. If we're going to talk about cynicism, okay, so, music so, and what people? What's the definition? Okay, two. so it says. So here's a few. This this first one will resonate with you guys, but it's not specifically about consuming. This is an inclination to believe that people are motivated purely by self-interest. Well, mm-hmm. films that are commercial, yeah, I right, guess, right, I but that. not that something's just bad. 
Yeah, right. you know okay, what okay. I mean. Right, like, right. like uh, the idea that you would interact with people, and you're right. like, eh, these people are probably only out for themselves. You know, okay. like, okay. like, sure, he tells me that, but what's he real? Yeah, he really just wants something for himself. Okay. That's cynicism. Right. But also, uh, an inclination to question whether something will happen or whether it is worthwhile, and it's pessimism. Uh-huh. So we're pe- talking more about pessimistic, I guess. Pessimistic cynicism, mm-hmm. right? Okay. How about that? Yeah. All right. Okay. And then, and then, a, and then also a school of ancient Greek, Greek philosophers, the cynics. Mm-hmm. Okay. So pessimism and cynicism. Uh, I think really go hand in hand to what we're talking about. Yeah. And also snobbery. Yeah. Well, because now snob – yeah, snobbery – my, my snobbery that I, I incur, the, or at least the story I want to uh, tell, um, involves tabletop gaming <laughs> and I am not the one guilty of it. Okay. Um, now, we've all played no, tabletop games no, together. You're not I'm saying, secretly with, talking with, about me or him, right? Well, no, 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 no. Hold on. No. Just, just to recap, I have DM'd for, for, yes. for Liam and Doug. Doug has DM'd for me but not Liam. Liam, Liam is DM for both yes. of us, for, for, um, for Doug and Josh. <laughs> my, my problem is, one, Edition Wars, and two... Oh, Edition Wars. That's a great example. One, one the Edition Wars, but two, or, or, or like every once in a while, I want to start up a group, and I'm like, hey, someone says they want to play. And they're like, well, have they ever played before? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, I don't want to play with them. Because I'm at a different level. Oh, and then as, soon as, know, yeah. as soon as I yeah, hear that shit, no. I'm like, then you fucking leave. It's like, it's like yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drink with somebody who's, I'm, who's a friend because they don't to, drink very much. We're here yeah. to play a game, not to have fun. But, yeah. <laughs> like what the that, fuck? That whole scene, that whole thing. But the addition wars is the thing that, that kills like, me I'd, the most. I'd, I'd understand if you're if you're tr- if you're a tennis player trying to train for the World Cup. You're not gonna. Oh, yeah. You're not gonna pick opponents that are just like easy balls. Yeah. This is not. Sad, this is Saturday no. night at the kitchen table. Yeah. Like, who cares? This is fucking terrible. This is a distraction to hang out. Yeah. Like a reason to hang out with your friends. Now, now, if you say I want to, oh, you're gonna play a game. I'm gonna be there. Oh, is Ted gonna be there? Because he's an asshole. Yo, I did promise Ted to be there. Oh, Ted right, well, gets I'm not too gonna drunk go. and he knocks shit exactly. over. Exactly. That's, 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 that's not cynicism. Yeah, yeah, that's different. not cynicism. Yeah, that's not cynicism. But yeah, like oh, they're new. No, fuck that. But Edition Wars, I think, is, is the most caustic for me that I've experienced in my personal life because it is so divisive. I've played Second Edition 3.5, Fourth Edition, and Fifth Edition. I've played Pathfinder. I've done a bunch of other games. Most of them are fine. I, pre- I prefer an edition, but uh, there's so many Second Edition purists. Yeah. And th- no, and 3.5 and three point And really? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. I know a lot of Pathfinder dudes. I, most people, if they get to 3.5, eventually they make their no, way to Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, I can't, I can't play anything else. And I'm like, there's, and then you, there's, and then there's you play a with one? Them. Why don't you just treat them like different games? Yeah, like, no, why does it have but, to be the same thing? But the thing for me is like, then they, we play a game and it takes like an hour and a half for a single combat thing. And I'm like, this sucks. What's that? What's that one page game we want to play? That it, motherfucking it, crab truckers. It's like big motherfucking crab truckers. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's your big motherfucking crab. I'll I'll try to link to that PDF in the show notes. But it's basically you're just big crabs. You slightly, drive trucks, slightly anthropomorphized, uh, and the the DM is like, this is why you're doing the thing, and the DM already has the DM always has two dice. You've got as many dice as the number of times you have that stat, and you've only got like four stats, mm-hmm. right? So the DM always rolls two dice. You always roll however Whatever many it, is, it yeah. is for that. So so what happens is anytime the DM says something's going to happen and you disagree and you've got a stat that can challenge it, you say, no fucking way, and you roll your <laughs> dice. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's We cr- should play it on the thing. Yeah, yeah we should. <laughs> big motherfucking crab truckers. But now, so if we're going to critique our own work in a minute here, right? Yeah, it's one of the reasons I want to bring it up. Can you tell me – like, can, can, can I tell you that your outline is – bad and you go you know what yeah you're right because based on my values the outline is bad in the ways that you point out i think you have to approach it from the from the version of us finding common ground about taste but okay that no case I, the point but then, I, but then I, I definitely agree with that because if um because everyone knows everyone else's strengths and weaknesses at this point right and if someone 
critiques me on something I find that is weak in themselves, I will definitely take that with less value than like he's like you're like if Josh is like your plot is sloppy, I'm like oh shit, my plot is sloppy. I think quality <laughs> is quantifiable though. I disagree. If, if if it's not quantifiable, then how can you then 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 how can you say like a, a Kubrick film is this much to, better than this film? You can't. I mean, I mean, you you can to your taste. To, you can generalize where most people's tastes are, and that's it. Like, I, I don't think you can. I think you can say. So for, okay, I would completely understand if somebody hated a Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. Me too. I can understand. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I I love the movie, but I but if somebody was like, I'm sorry, man, I just hate that movie. I'd be like. Hey man, I I get it. I would not hold that against you, and I wouldn't even judge your taste based on that because that movie. But the, what thing, the things I like about that movie are, I mean, it won Best Picture, so it's not out out of left field to enjoy the movie. I'm not I'm not unique for liking it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but what if their opinion is pretty more unreasonable? Not oh that movie's not for me, or oh I didn't enjoy it, but rather this is the most overrated piece of shit. It's not even a movie because the story makes no sense. The camera angles are awful. That's cynicism. That is right. That is yeah, now that, that's someone else saying that. I've heard. I heard that. Okay, so I, I saw three hundred. And somebody said that movie is terrible because it's an allegory for the for America invading Iraq. And I'm like, you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. The movie is terrible, but, but there's reasoning? there's no premise. Like, just, I, I would you, almost, you, 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 I would, I would almost. You were even, there actually, <laughs> but I was there. Who was this? It was at a vegan barbecue. Oh my god, no, that was the one where I. Had to what defend. were you doing <laughs> at a vegan barbecue? <laughs> No, this is actually this guy. That guy is, in fact, if I have to, if I have pick to a put, cynic, if I have or to, no, pessimist. pessimist. All right, this guy one gave me shit for wearing a Weezer T-shirt. Oh, that's <laughs> right, that happened that same day. And then I got in a huge fucking fight with this guy where he said no movie made before nineteen seventy. Yeah, not a fist fight. Oh, I wanted to punch him. He said no movie made before nineteen seventy five was worth watching. What? Which See, is that guy is just huge, wrong. A that's huge wrong. statement. And I was like, what about Citizen Kane? And I don't, I don't want to be a pest. Or, I don't want to be a pessimist. So how do you defend you, that, but guy? If, that guy? But if you saw this guy, <laughs> no, you would go, but okay, now, but now, I understand. But you're telling me I, I that, that guy's, that guy's guy. point of view is valid, and it's not. Mm. No, no, no. If it's based on a premise that, that is nonsensical, if it comes from a place of just like, pure contrarianism right. for its own sake, mm-hmm. yeah. you might be able to recognize it. And that and that and you're like, this is this guy's coming from somewhere else. That's the guy that he's like, no, it's because he's like, hey, man, you know what? You have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> and I should have said that. But he, he said that, like, Gummo was the best movie ever made. I've seen Gummo. I like Gummo. I like Gummo. Not I the like, best ever made. I like Gummo. I don't think it's the best movie ever made. I, say, I would never say a movie is the best movie ever made. I would say this movie is my favorite movie. Yeah, you could totally say that. And he was like, or it's interesting for these reasons. But if he you also ask said, Kareem what his favorite movie is, I guarantee you it's made before 1975. Yeah, but, it's not Gummo. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the craziest thing is, like, he was like, all movies should be judged against it. It was, it was so, so broad brush. And he was like, oh, you're wearing a, a, a Weezer t-shirt. I like it. I think people I, are – I think anti-intellectualism comes from people meeting, meeting these those pseudo, dudes. pseudo-intellectuals. Uh, the thing that becomes a problem is you need to make me think what you think. <laughs> or, yeah. That's the dick move. Unless you say something – I like spicy things. Spicy you, things don't do it for me. Unless you say things that are factually incorrect. Such right. as this movie is is intentionally based on this. And well, when like, Kubrick made this, it was about him confessing that he was part of the fake moon landing. Right, like, and that's, like, yeah. that's factually that's, incorrect. Yeah. So the the Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Lens through which you are viewing this film is warped. It's distorted, <laughs> like, yeah. You yeah. Now, th- there's a quote I want to look up here for a second. Um, there's somebody who says something about your own work and being pessimistic about your own. Uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, I'll, I'll, no, it's, I, it's I can good. be my own harshest critic sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes if I'm not in the mood, I'll, I'll think I'm the best person I have ever. never been my own harshest critic because I'm never amb- – like. You can't separate yourself enough? Oh, well, no. The only thing is I can, I can be really hard on myself. But when I'm really hard on myself, I know exactly what about it. But someone who doesn't like it and is ambivalent about why they don't like it, to me, seems the worst. So, so I, I really wanted to bring this up because uh, it, it got me thinking about it because I found out – I'm not I'm – not okay. I played Halo. I like Halo. I am not a big fan of the culture around Halo. <laughs> And I, uh, I heard they're making a Halo movie, and I'm like, eh, Whatever, why? Yeah. why would, I mean, they already have games. So like, why would you do that? And then I found out that Alex Garland is writing the Halo movie, and I'm like, oh, I really like Alex Garland. Why do I do this to myself? Why do I? Why do I go? No, I'm not. You know, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. It's it's stupid of me. And like, I shouldn't. Well, it's also a lack of information. Like, you didn't have the full picture. Yeah, but no, I'd already. I, I I had made the decision in my head. To prejudice myself against that, uh, based on a community him. that would have nothing to do with making the movie. Exactly, exactly. And and when I found out Alex Garland was writing, I was like, I have liked every single one of this man's films that I've seen. Why don't I just give things the benefit of the doubt? Always, unless it's there's good reason not to. Like we're talking about like physical reality. Like, hey, this guy with a gun pointed at my face isn't going to shoot me. Probably, yeah. maybe. I don't know. It's like this, don't, this, give, don't give that guy the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> this this food that I ordered looks a lot like a shit sandwich, and it smells a lot like it. But hey, I'll be cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I'm going to be cautiously <laughs> according, optimistic according to Penny Arcade. Is it you want to pull that up for this episode? Was there oh yeah, like yeah. A, I'm going to I'm going to link to after, a Penny Arcade comic. Uh, I'll read it in a second. But I want to I want to get this quote from Ira Glass because I. I get pessimistic about my own work and whether or not I'm any good, and, and everybody does this, mm-hmm. if, if they actually care about what they're doing. And Ira Glass kind of lays it out, and, and if this sounds familiar to you, it, it sounds familiar to all of us. He says, Nobody tells this to people who are beginners, and I really wish somebody had told this to me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But it's like there's this gap. For the first couple of years that you're making stuff, what you're making isn't so good. It's not that great. It's trying to be good. It has ambition to be good, but it's not that good. But your taste, the thing that you got into this game, is still killer. And your taste is good enough that you can tell what you're making is kind of a disappointment. A lot of people never get past that phase. They quit. Everybody I know who does interesting creative work, they went through years where they had really good taste and they could tell what they were making wasn't as good as what they wanted it to be. They knew it fell short. Everybody goes through that. And if you're just starting out or if you're still in this phase, you got to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is do a lot of hard work. Do a huge volume of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week or every month, you know you're going to finish one story. It is only by going through a volume of work that you're going to catch up and close that gap. 
and the work you're making will still be as good as your ambitions. I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It takes a while. It's going to take you a while. It's normal to take a while. You just have to fight your way through it. Ira Glass. It's 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 one of those. It's a great quote because sometimes I'll read something I wrote, and and, and it'll it'll actually it'll keep me. Okay, so for instance, what I wrote this week, it's it was hard to get through because I'm like this isn't good. Like I, I I'm writing this and and this is you'll get the idea, and I think you guys will read it and think that the idea is good. But the work isn't isn't good. But that's okay. I have to keep telling myself that's okay mm-hmm. because it's going to get better when I rewrite it. Right. But I have to get it down so I can change it. So I know what to do you differently. You need the skeleton. You need exactly. The skeleton exactly. Uh, so that's why I wanted to bring up cynicism because we're, we're gonna we're gonna critique each other's work and we're pretty practiced at, at at critiquing each other's work. So we're pretty easy on each other. Not in the sense that we throw each other softballs or anything like that. But we don't. We know the the words that really. Would would hurt each other. <laughs> we for, also know what each person's trying to say and do exactly. So and, and not, where they're trying to go, we're like, hey, this is going to sound harsh, but and, and we're all reviewing things that we know are works in progress. So if you're writing something and you get a note that's like, this isn't ready yet, it doesn't mean you suck. <laughs> like right, it just right. means it's not ready yet. Like the, or this isn't ready for production. This isn't this isn't publishable. That doesn't mean your idea sucks. That doesn't mean that you suck. It means that just it keep going. It doesn't. It doesn't mean your style sucks. Sometimes it means you have grammar errors that you need to work on with a good editor. Sometimes right. it means you just need another pass at it. Sometimes it means like this character doesn't work. If one thing is off, it can drag your whole story down and then you can just clip it. And cynicism, you can be as cynical when you're receiving feedback, which is terrible. And, and it, and oh, because, and dismissive of, of that. Exactly. Input. Because what's going to happen. I've been guilty of that. It's I've like, been guilty <laughs> of it too because, because when I – so if I'm, if I'm getting criticism by somebody whose taste I don't – respect and they give me a note that really kind of goes contrary to what i'm even setting out to do it's a big note change i'm gonna go yeah well it's not for this guy anyway or this guy doesn't even know what he's talking about this guy or gal Mm -hmm. doesn't know what they're talking about there's no reason for me to think that unless i actually objectively consider the criticism and you should because they could be 100 percent right even though you two don't agree on style you could have a major problem or or you could have a major breakthrough or you could realize something about yourself exactly. your own style. It could be the difference in thought that leads you to the path now, the, to the, enlightenment. The, there's good reasons for dismissing criticism after you get it, but not just because of the person. You, you need to – You need to. a lot of people talk about the note behind the note. Like what is this person really saying? So for, uh, when they say this isn't funny, like what are they really saying? Yeah, or, or they're saying they're saying I don't think he would do that. Yeah. Why don't or why don't why don't or you, I don't understand why he did that? Or usually it, it's even something like he wouldn't do that. Have him do this instead. The note behind that note is this make a ca- reason. This character doesn't make sense. It's not that action doesn't make sense. It's that you, in your head that action makes sense. Why doesn't it make sense to the reader? You didn't. You failed to communicate something exactly to, to have it make sense. So. Try not to be cynical. I mean, there, there, there are sometimes you get notes and you think you know where they came from, but still consider them. <laughs> with that, I want to get into uh, what we brought in this week. Let's go. So, Liam, right. let's start with you. I brought in a short story that was based on a one-word prompt. What was the word? Uh, wine-colored socks. Well, not one word, but one-phrase prompt. Someone, okay. was just, someone was just like, he's like, I want to write something today. I don't want it to be connected to anything. But rather than a prompt of, like, you have a time machine, you get to – like, I find those are so kind of weird and already directional. Yeah. Um, 
one thing I like to do is just a single image or a single color, some, something broad, something that you can delve into on your own. And I was just talking to someone who was like, just give me something to write about. And she was like, wine-colored socks. And then I went. Okay. I felt like this, this felt really personal. It um, did, yeah. I was like, is this somehow inspired by a true story? Like somehow, no. like loosely? <laughs> but that's yeah. the magic of it. It isn't. Okay. It's just, it's just, it's all in vibe and an image. I'm glad you think it's magical because it sucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, I didn't say it was magical. <clears throat> you said that's the magic of it. Oh, no. I'm saying like the magic of, no, this never happened to me okay. at all. No, it, it feels, it feels, <clears throat> uh, it feels like I've been there, you know, or at least in a situation similar. There's an emotional core to it. Being conflicted but, about yeah. what to do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, okay. Or even the fantasy. Mm-hmm. The, the fantasy of like, oh, it's the end of the night. Things are going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, let's, let's approach it from this direction uh, before we start giving criticism. What, what don't you like about it? Um, one is, for me, it's just pacing. We're like, it gets to the end, and then that happens, and there's no lead in because there just isn't. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't write it. I didn't know how to do it. Um, and I'm also, I don't give the female lead enough anything i mean i think her description yeah there's a there's a description and i don't know if it works or it doesn't work does it work enough to let the reader fill in who that is or should it be more specific i felt so i mean i i, I definitely filled in from for myself yeah i i filled it in the be based on his opinions of her. Yeah. Like I got a, a – I don't know if it's a clear or an honest picture, but, but I can see from his perspective what he thinks of her. Did you understand that it might not be a clear and honest picture? Yeah. OK. Yeah. Specifically then, that it's colored, that it's colored yeah. by the fact that – His he, opinion and, and – With his yeah. with his, his friend's the experience baggage, with yeah. that person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I also get um, that his opinion is somewhat validated by their in- interaction, but he's like, eh, you know – Maybe she's but, putting me on. But he's Maybe not, he's is, not you know. willing to he's not willing to admit that he kind of wants this to happen. All right, that's that, these are all okay. good. This is all working. No, I, it, I as far as far as um, the writing, I would like more um, b- before that. I would like. Oh uh, yeah, no, it gets it gets to that part much too quickly. Yeah, I, I think I was trying to get to that. I would part. like to see some awkwardness at her house, like like just a longer scene where he's at her place and like considering where this will go. That, that, no, I'm not but saying I, I'm not saying that, but but, yeah, but, but some some kind of I think I, that would help I almost, with the pacing. I almost think um, trepidation on her part, or the fact that she's unsure about something, could add a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Like if there was more of her, because he's like, oh, right she, she raised she right raised now, the stakes. Right what now, if she, she's what very if she villainous. Lowered the stakes? Yeah, right now, she's very villainous. And right. I, I don't think that's fair to the person that you're trying to build. Like if she right. did something that, that idea, threw yeah. him. Yeah, you exactly. Know. If you undercut that that expectations, that's a much more it, and, and it's not even like oh, I'm not being fair to this real per, like this fake person. Right. But the idea of that she undercut it, she'd become a little more. See, I don't expressive. know. Expressive. I, I I mean, yeah, that's cool too. I I I feel like it's fine if she's villainous. I think it's fine because it also says it's all more, from his perspective. It also yeah. says it also says more about him if if he is giving you this picture of somebody who's villainous. Yeah, if he's oh, I hate her so much that damn bitch. But it still then, you know. but but it still ends up the way it ends yeah. up. You know. Yeah. Because because he's at any point he could he could back out you know and he's already gone this far mm-hmm. like he's already they're on a date they're on a date why is he even there you know <laughs> if he really thinks this so mm-hmm. I think it tells you I think it tells you a lot about him now obviously there's some grammar stuff I'd fix yeah. there's some typos and stuff but Duh. I mean I think that's mine, my I think, standard I think mine's got that too I, I felt that um, there was a little you, you you felt like it was rushed to get to the end I I feel like there is this big build up. And then it wraps up too quickly. A solid beginning and then a backstory. There's no minor hill before the big thing. Now, do okay. you feel like um, – I don't know. I would almost like 
to see where the sex scene goes at the end. You know, to see where just like the direction goes. And I would like to see what it's like afterwards. I'm super awkward about random sex scenes. Me well, too. Then, then maybe maybe it gets interrupted because he just starts punching her. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> honestly, dude, I was scared. I was like, for a minute, I'm just like, dude, it's because like. Does he hate her? I, well, I got caught see, up. I never, I, I, I never felt that. But see, that's interesting. I, I got caught up in the end of I didn't expect him to throw the first punch. I expect what I, what I thought was going to happen you're gonna have to help me out a little bit because I, I did. To be honest, I did read it a it's little a fast. T- it's a terrible metaphor that didn't work. But it's like that did, is confusing. Was it she hurt a friend of his? Was it like they were fighting like physically? No, like, no, just no, no, an, no. An emotional. Broke his heart. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. Because like I was a little confused on that for a second. I thought maybe oh, actually, they were wait. all like. No, that part is totally real. But yeah, the later part is not. Okay, because I thought that maybe it was because what I pictured a specific person and I specific <laughs> I, I pictured Liam as well. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't picture Liam. I just. I. I, pic, I pictured this. This woman and this man. They have a history because they maybe they trained at the same dojo. already I already like your version. Let better. me tell you. This because is because that she hurt my friend. I'm like, wait, because like, and the and the, and the metaphor like we'd fight back to back, and this I'm like, wait a minute, like literally fighting, like what happened here? I thought, Doug, that, your version sounds great. No, dude, let me tell you, because I know I'm telling you that I I realized I was wrong, but when going that into might be it, a way more interesting story, dude. Going into it, I'm gonna tell you what the perception was going into it was that he was like, oh. We have a history because we would always go to the same we like training to fight or something. And me and my friend, she she like broke his leg <laughs> or did something really bad and hurt him really bad. And this is my chance to get revenge. This is like decade later. It's like my Holy chance to shit. finally get revenge on her because she did what she was whatever. And now oh my gosh, she's coming on to me. She was always kind of hot. Maybe there's something actually happening. And then thought that maybe like at the end it's like wait, but is she really coming on to me or is she just that much of a bitch and holds that much of a grudge that she's gonna try to hurt me physically? Like before the night is over, and like lure me into a thing, and like stab me or some crazy sociopath. I thing. like that immensely. Yeah, I think. And that's, then, and then the twist. I think Doug, was, you should write that. And then, I, well, I thought the twist was I that. Write that. Fuck that. All right, Doug. Uh, well, leave, I, you write it. I thought that your the the button the twist on the end was that. Oh no, they actually are like that was all blown out of proportion. It it was just them doing whatever, and she really did like him. And then they they go and they have sex afterwards. His uh, weight that he was carrying with him was all bullshit, and that it was never that in, to begin with. That sounds great. But then when I got to the end, I was like, oh, there was no fucking fighting. Like, what am I talking about? You know, like, it may, <laughs> like it, no, it's just it's just a violent metaphor, right? But the violent, I took the violent metaphor to be a thinly veiled metaphor and not a flat out metaphor, like a complete metaphor. So, uh, Liam, uh, I like it. I like it too. I, I, like, I, like, I, like, I like Doug's version I like uh, both a little versions. better. Uh, I think I, – I, I do want to see more of the Mad Hatter, man. And I'll tell you – I really I, – I, I, so, I feel so burnt, on, burnt out on that. I want to see an outline. I want to see you try to right. try to do some world building with I an outline. Because I think, I think just going through the motions, you'll go, oh. And you'll start playing around with the structure and it will get better and you'll know where it comes in and out. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, um, if you have, I would like to see an outline for the Mad Hatter to see where you where you would want to take it because it's just like it has an interesting setup. But, like think know. of the worlds they're going to go to. Uh, yeah, look at them, put them in an order, you know, and you'll and you'll like put. Tell me the knights, like what their strengths are, and that'll tell you what their weakness will be. You know, like it's just, tell, it's, like, it's, it's, just a li- it's a little weird. Go to through be, the motions. It's it's a little weird to be agreeing that much with Josh because we're literally on this side of the table and you're <laughs> by yourself <laughs> on that side of the table, and we're like, do we're, an outline, do an outline. You're like, I don't really think. Like, like do a fucking outline. Usually, well, I want to read your outline. Usually, it's an X where me and me and Max can be like, no. right, right. Mm-hmm. But it, but 
I can only talk about outlines helping me. So yeah, you know. well, the, and the whole thing is, I really think for um, Max's Uber killer, based on the complexity of that plot, Uber shooter. It's the the Uber. Sh- oh man, it should be Uber called shooter. the Uber shooter. Uh, that that also that totally needs an outline because it's not whatever like whatever whatever process as got as him to uh, write that he needs to keep doing it yeah whether it's, it's a good well, thing is, or not. it's a good idea yeah. it's a solid idea yeah but yeah man uh, could could we see an outline anytime yeah. soon I would love I would love for to, I don't know start, if I get it done in a week but well even just even just part of one because remember I turned in like a half finished outline yeah. and it's like what do you guys think so far yeah. and then you gave me some ideas and then I then I changed those parts and then added more. I, I would love to see an outline because because that gives us ways to workshop bigger ideas. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about yours now? Yeah. Well, I guess. Well, I got, I'll, I'll oh. as as a bridge to that, I'll just say, um, full disclosure, I did zero work on my idea. Yeah. Like Doug I did, did not turn anything in. I, I, I had nothing. I had no because most of the time that I get the time that I get to work on my outline and eventually screenplay is downtime at work. And this past week, there was no downtime at work, and I'm terribly sorry, but I will try to get the completed outline next time. I'm going to try to pull in after hours or do whatever I need to do. But I'm still excited for it, and I'm excited to actually get to the damn screenplay. So Yeah, man. I want to start reading some uh, some, some pages. Screenplay. Yeah. We got yours, yeah. and you got, we, you got a second chapter. Well, it's not complete. Yeah, it's it's, it's I got like further. the first the first half of the yeah. second chapter, as opposed to like a revised first. Right, chapter. and this is this is a vomit draft. Just people reading this, right. like I, I put it on the cover because I want you guys to realize that I'm still like feeling out the style of this thing and mm-hmm. like and like where it's you know like what what amount of the inside of uh, Malcolm's head you're going to get and what internal dialogue mm-hmm. is going to persist throughout the book. So that's that's uh I guess that's my preamble before to excuse some of the criticism I'm probably about to get. So. I would, I, would, I would love to hear what you guys think. I enjoyed the shit out of it, and within this first chapter is the moment where I'm like, Malcolm, I like him. He's my guy. Now, do, is it because of the way he being thinks? In his, being in his head and being like, gotta be aliens, man. Gotta be aliens. As soon as he's like, gotta be aliens, this moon isn't right, I'm in a totally different place. He's, he's weak, but he's just trudging ahead. Even without a plan, I immediately, one, relate to him, even in the smallest way, mm-hmm. any any moment of weakness you've ever felt in your entire life, you can glom onto that and, and feel for him. You didn't feel like it was him fisted. I'm, I'm I'm struggling a lot with how much of his weakness to throw in because I know I would be I, fucking the amount, terrified. The, the, the amount of weakness. He's, a, he's is an eleven year old boy. Who, twelve. He's twelve. Tw- okay. He's twelve. He's a twelve year old boy <laughs> in a completely foreign place, trudging along. Being a trooper, going farther than I probably would. I'd get scared walking home on my yeah. street. You yeah, know? likewise. <laughs> like, I don't, I, it, and the whole thing is like the fact you push the idea that he's scared. No, man, he is that scared. It feels right. It feels fine. And I'm really, really enjoying Malcolm as a person now. And the, my my big problem with the first chapter is like I don't feel like Malcolm should be the main character. I feel like John, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy should be the main character. And then you get here. Nope. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense that he's the main character. You probably don't even have to work on the first chapter as much as long as you like uh, if you keep this up, him being afraid and kind of the idea that you you push it so hard now, you can lessen it and now, show growth. Hammer it into the goddamn ground. My worry is that because uh, I, I remember uh, one of the critiques of the outline was that Malcolm feels like he's not that much of an active character. Because things happen to him a lot. Like, so something brought him here. And then, so I'm like, well, I, I kind of want to, in this chapter, it's it's him just kind of showing you how he thinks and him making decisions, even though it's just like out of complete bewilderment. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, 
one good thing that you touched on that I think needs to be driven home a bit more because you bring you bring up the point of an active character sure. and too many things are happening to him. When we get into his headspace where he's like, okay, aliens did this. Like, first of all, that's fun and cool and that gives me, a, a you know, it adds some color to like who he is and like how he thinks. But to make him active, it's like, okay, I'm thirsty. I need to find some water. And like his goal is simple as I need to find some water mm-hmm. or I need to maybe, you know what? I was wrong about the moon. There's no way. I must just be mistaken. I'm going to find a, a town nearby. I'm going to climb a mountain and find a town. Like these little things, those are enough of, of making him active. Okay. I mean, like I mean like that – just the simplest little goal where he or, admits or even, he doesn't even, know what he's doing. Or even being reactive. Something something acts upon him yeah. and he's like, well, now he I have to He hears change. a noise. He hears a noise now and he freezes and yeah. he waits. And, and it's he's like, like mm-hmm. he's trying to determine what's, now what's going on. Now I change my shit. Yeah. But even, even in a reactiveness, even if the universe is crouching upon him, the fact that he is changing even in subtle ways feels good to be a part of him. Okay. I, I, I want more of his internal dialogue and I, I want it – Because also that, like, that that feels like that's where the humor would, would well, be. Well, and not even just sure. for humur but to, to, to really – because like one, one thing here – let me get to the – I mean granted, vomit draft. But like the one thing that bugged me – Yeah. Uh, he rolled onto his side with a mixture of dread and relief. He succumbed to despair. Now – I'd rather hear from Malcolm's perspective Show what that tell, is. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'd, well, not even, well, like, that is showing. You're showing me that he rolled onto his side with a mixture of, dra- I could see the emotion on his face and he succumbs to the despair. I can see that. But what I want to do is feel how he felt it. And, like, if you just describe it from his point of, I don't want to, you don't have to literally have if his thought. Well, uh, or, I'm, I'm, or even if it's like, he's like, Malcolm only felt like this one other time before in his life when he was six years old and he jumped off the top of a swing set. And fell. Even that, I would, it, any, that, that's a good example. That's a good touchstone just to like something any, back. Any moment or just like yeah, his own experience through his own words. But from his – from his, if you were to ask him later, like the next day or just – if you could interview him, be like, Malcolm, uh, in this moment where you wrote in your memoir here this that you succumbed to uh, despair, uh, you know, how – but he, as a kid, like if you could ask him, what did that feel like? He wouldn't say – I, I succumbed to despair. Right. You would be like, well, he's like, it's, it's I cried like, myself to sleep. You know, like, like, like all the blood drained out of me, and I, I you know, like I, I felt like yeah, I, I was couldn't sh- stand. Yeah, just like yeah, it's like I was shivering. I couldn't, I couldn't stand, and I was just so scared. I, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even cry myself to sleep. Next thing I know, I'm waking up. That to me hits me harder because mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm feeling his emotion more direct instead of being told what his emotion is. Now, one of the one of the things I've I've been, I haven't done yet that I'm kind of toying with is doing the italicized internal dialogue mm-hmm. where he's like what's this no it's not that you know like that that kind of thing where mm-hmm. or like oh you know i wish jimmy was here that kind of thing but doing it in italics so you know you know it's internal yeah that he's not speaking aloud because uh-huh. i haven't i do does he speak aloud in this one I, man he I speaks aloud yeah that's uh, all, i liked all that that was okay. fine because i mean if you're scared and you're freaking out and you're on a weird alien planet with the moon's different and you're like Okay, get it together, man. Get it together. You know, right. like I, you know, talking out loud seems reasonable. Do do you feel worried for him at all? Um. Well, or does he I, feel? Does he feel? Does he feel like really tough? Because because I, I feel like maybe he should be a little weaker. He doesn't feel. He doesn't tough. feel. He doesn't feel tough. I'm not worried because it's only chapter two. Right. <laughs> it's like um, of, of a book yeah, where I got the rest of the book what, to go but, through. But also, I'm not worried. There's there's a lack of worry because the world is just familiar enough to be like. All you got to do is find food and water and shelter, right? Which is huge, but it's not there are xenomorphs on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not. There's not acid pools around you. Um, I guess the threat of imminent death 
isn't, is not there. Is, is not it's there. long term. It's more of like yeah. he's going to die in maybe two days if he doesn't, you know, get right. shit sorted out. Which is still a big deal and frightening for a kid of that age. I feel like I need to read Hatchet because <laughs> I, I, I have you never read Hatchet? No, I, I, my significant other just brought it home. She's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. I've never read it, but it sounds like that's the whole book. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And I actually that book is great because again, you also are never super worried in Hatchet, but not because the kid is. One, because the kid is a little tougher right. than maybe you should be, but that's fine. It's everything is thought out in every thought. Every every way that he, he adapts to survive is a conversation in his head. And he's like, he's like, all right, so these birds exist this way. How do I figure out how to kill them? Right. And he's like, I got a thing. I figured out a thing. Don't look for shape. Look for color. Or don't look for – like everything – Right. Everything is – there's a there's – a, a problem, a thought process that so- solves it sounds that problem. Like, it sounds like Jack London. You yeah. Know? Like it sounds like one of those oh, it's, books. It's very much that. And then there's there's a set of, of, of situations in which he figures a thing out and then suddenly he can do the thing and he eats a bird. And But the whole <laughs> thing is my favorite thing about that b- book is every time he eats a bird or, or succeeds and whatever he does, there's a weird moment of triumph that you share with that character. Oh, we're like, cool. We're like – Human beings, awesome for this reason. It sounds like I need I need to do that because that will be one of the things that I, I, becomes important to Malcolm. I will I say need to read this this book. He, he Malcolm talks about some of his worries of like you know what's going to happen if I don't do this or whatever. I would even take it like I, I I wanted a little bit more of worries from his perspective. You clearly talk about physically how he's dehydrated, sure. and how the the injuries that are happening to him and how much it hurts. But, but if, when he but, talks about his mom. That's, drive that's it, one drive thing. Drive it home a little more. Hits, but hits, even hits a little harder the, than actually his physical thing. Something that I think would be interesting. You can tell me if, if Malcolm wouldn't think this, but like, oh, where, I, where, he, where he talks about like, oh, I, you know, I can't. What is the exact line he says? Like, it's um, he worries about uh, like what he'd have to do something like the, I, I, oh, I, he I, can't I, eat people. Yeah, like you know, like he's worried about like you know having to, to hurt other people, which is important for later on in the story. But like, I almost expected him to say something like. Um, in his own in his own head, if he if he had a, a fear of like, okay, if I have to find my own food out here, I'm gonna have to get like meat or something, and like the fear of what if I had to the kill like what if the only food around was a dog? Could I kill a dog? Could I eat a dog? Like That's like a good that, idea, yeah. like that kind of fear of like because when you legitimately are as a child by yourself alone in the woods, never had to kill an so animal may, in your maybe, life. Maybe go into like one of the things that I, I okay one of the things that that's in the outline that I, I want to get to in this chapter and stuff is like he's walking along the the river and he's like maybe I could fish. Are there fish in this river? My mom dated a guy once and he took he tried to take me fishing. That kind of thing, yeah. And he's like he's like but I don't like what how would I how would I fish? I don't have anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't what have, if, and he's like what if I caught it with my hands? Well then, it, how would I kill it? Would I have to hit it? I don't. Yeah. Want, could I do that? That sounds mean. And then you know, and like it's like, it's like, of, what, yeah. it's like, what do people hunt in the woods? Like rabbits? Like people? I know people eat rabbit. Could I kill a rabbit? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, like that. That, that yeah. doubt and fear of like the doubt of I don't think I could do that, and then the fear of oh my god, I'm gonna die. I, you know, like I, I, yeah. I'm could I starve. feed these berries to a rabbit? And if it died, would it be would safe it, to eat? Would it, like, or <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah. Or if, or if it died, <laughs> would I be okay with that? Or like, yeah, that, the kind of could I feed what I think are poison berries the, to the, something and be like, well, this is fine. The, the the life or death choices that he doesn't know if he can make, and that's what scares so him. So he's like, he's he's already approaching the situations in his head. Yeah, yeah. Just where like just like, like the idea where he's like, well, if they're cannibals, and if I had to steal bits of what they eat. I don't think I could eat a person. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's what's in there right that now. Should be the, that should be the last <laughs> The last thing, yeah. Um, it, it, I, it should, I agree. You, guys, are, you guys have got um, good, good ones but, here. Yeah, but I like the idea where, like, he's not worried about surviving based on his physical capabilities because 
people can do and that. He, and his goal people could be, can survive. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a big enough trope. The idea that you make it like, am I capable of doing the terrible things that you need to do to survive? And then alone? when and when he says no, then he goes, okay. Then you like them. I, well, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to die, but I don't want to die. So my goal now isn't survive; it's get found. <laughs> And now, if I need to get found, but wait a minute, what if the people who find me are cannibals? What if they eat people? What if, you know, then, then you can yeah, go into yeah, that. Yeah. What into if that they eat thing. me? And what if they eat me? What if they make me eat someone else? I'd rather be eaten. Yeah. Recognizing Even how, that line, like, I'd rather be eaten, like, would be really great. Him coming to the realization of how ill-equipped he is makes me more scared for him as opposed to me seeing him stumble, fall, and not really know what to do with, with, with the creek and stuff. Right. So it's like having having the fear of him realizing... Oh man! Yeah, because I'm he, not going to be terrified first, of, yeah. for him until he breaks. Because you arm. have you have him like when when he wakes up in the dream and he's like reaching for the thing. It's like okay, he's not afraid to do this or whatever because he's kind of in control of the situation, mm-hmm. even though he's whatever. But when he's on this planet, with, that that he's he's seeing the moon and he's seeing the trees, everything looks weird and different. And then he's trying to shake. He goes, okay, I got to stay focused. How do I survive? I got to get food. I got to get water. Okay, so the style of writing changes about halfway through to being that kind of mm-hmm. yeah. Style and and I think I could probably have introduced that style in chapter one now, mm-hmm. and have it continue that way. My issue We're is almost dealing with the bullies could be right mechanical in his thinking. Right, right. So my worry is that later on there's not going to be a lot of time for that. <laughs> not not in the sense that like time for me to write it. That that there's he's going to be in a lot of decisions where thinking is taking too much time. But that, if you, but, well, the, but the does whole thing it, is, does it change stylistically? The whole thing I, is, I'm, I'm interested if, to find if out. After, if after a training situation, I no longer think. Yeah. That, that, but, but also, <laughs> if you have enough of us understanding his logical thought process leading up to that, when it gets into the fight, I don't have to imagine how he fights. I don't have, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I don't have, well, I, I, I can I, here's, here's how he the does problem, it. too, is I'm, I'm worried about this stuff before I even get to it. I need yeah. to just yeah. write it. I need to just write it and feel it out. And if it, and if it gets to the point where you're like, you know, it's changed too much style here, I need to fix that then. Not, yeah. not now. Yeah. That's not, that's but not, but I, I feel like even if when you get to the like physical fighting, you don't want to get into his headspace that much, I think we'll be with the character long enough that we will know how he thinks. Or, right. or even afterwards, you'd be like, I didn't even think during that. Yeah, that or just thing. afterwards, he's, he's like, like, "Whoa!" I, he's like, I, I, didn't, was, "I didn't, I didn't, I yeah. didn't think. I just acted." And he, that would even play into you know you, you've talked about him possibly killing someone. We're like, he's like, "I didn't even think about it." Right? Just like, is this what? It's, I, that's I, how that could have happened. He's yeah. like, "I am changed. I didn't even." Is this think is about this what it. it's like to be good at this? You know, like that, yeah. like those kinds of questions come up, and you know? and then that's your that's the form of narration and style. As long as it flows with your characterization. You're going to be fine. Now, you mentioned that you're not really worried about him until he breaks a limb. How I, I toyed with the idea don't. of him getting to the bottom of there and breaking his arm. No, why not? Because I don't. I don't want to worry about him physically. I don't want a long, drawn out healing time, and I want the fear to be a child's fear. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 here's, here's I, I, I don't. I don't want him. I, I want him to worry about being eaten you're doing you're doing and a being good job alone. there and being yeah, alone yeah, yeah but yeah. The, the the things that really yeah really resonate are not like am i like it's not am i gonna survive because i have a broken arm that's terrifying yeah i like but the, then the yeah. whole thing is then that's the story right him then that's the huge arm. thing yeah. I, I, I agree that it, it needs to be him of am i gonna survive knowing nothing yeah about how to survive but as soon as a broken arm or a broken leg comes into play it's 
oh, I well, have to now be the yeah. most savage motherfucker yeah. around. Well, no, my, my idea was is that he would break his arm and he's like, that's it. I'm not going to make it. I don't know what to do. And then he gets captured and then they like realize his arm's broken because it's obvious and they splint it and they're like, okay, now what? And then he like, while he's like learning the things and being questioned, he has a broken arm and he's healing and then because here's – okay. Here's I mean, something. That could, that could work. The broken arm can be good to tell you how much time has gone by. Right, right. I would almost say don't, I don't put know. that in your first Cause, draft, cause, though. Because here's one of my – I would say, if anything, <sighs> maybe only have him get a broken arm if he's running away from them. Like like he, like he sees them. They're trying to bag him. He tries to get away, breaks his arm in the process. That's why they capture him. Right. Then they pull him away. And then and then they stitch him. They, they put the, the thing yeah. back on him. He's like, okay, yeah. they're not going to eat me. Yeah. Because that wouldn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. That I like if it happens <laughs> while getting captured, it could even be like, oh, well, even if he broke his arm and he, maybe he still could have gotten away, maybe he would have made it. But if, if he breaks his arm while getting caught, and he's like, that's oh, like fuck it. That's the excuse of how he got caught. Well, cause, cause here's here's an idea I had. Uh one of the reasons that Malcolm has a hard time with this uh the the teaching that Kilvin is doing is he doesn't have a tail. And he doesn't have something to counterbalance him. So he can't stand in the same stance, he can't do the same maneuvers. And if his arm's broken and in a splint that whole time, when that when it finally gets removed, they give him a second sword, and that that can work. That 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 becomes his tail, and he can switch. Yes, hmm. and that, that becomes is, like his 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 unique advantage. Then, well, and one that does a lot of things narratively, but don't do the broken arm just to put fear. Because is fear the goal of this chapter? No, I think the goal of this chapter is to get you to know what Malcolm is like in a crisis. Mm-hmm. Then which, you're which doing, that's a that's a then crisis. You, then you were doing a very good job of that. You already have a crisis without the broken arm. Yeah. <laughs> However, arm if, if you do yeah. it for that other for that other right. plot reasons, yes. Okay. But I, mean, I may I may do don't it just then. don't just do it to raise the stakes because it feels like you're raising your stakes into another situation. I kind of want to talk about what it's like breaking a limb though, because I because I, I it was then, very then, different. Then I would say do it that. was very different from what I expected it to be when I broke my arm. And I think that's that's good to have in this story, but save it for when he's about to be captured as opposed to how am I ever going to survive by myself with a broken arm, which there is something to that, but you already have such an interesting viewpoint minus a broken arm that if the, if the broken arm happens, maybe while he's like struggling and he's trying to fight to me, that's a little more interesting as opposed to, well, I recognize the fact that I have a broken arm. He may not even know he's got a broken arm until after he's thrown into the, into the thing. If I made it like mine, there's no way he wouldn't know. Well, then fine. (laughs) Then dude, you know what? Do whatever. Like, no, 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 but but, but you're giving me good feedback. I, I, yeah, so this is all speculative. Uh, maybe I only said that because I didn't know I broke my elbow <laughs> until, right. until I got an x-ray. My, my arm was called a gooseneck fracture. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, so you you know what a, goosenecks, yeah. a goose's neck looks like? That was your arm. That was my arm. <laughs> so, and it was very it was a very different experience than what I thought it would be. Same and thing I happened think, to Harry Potter. Really? Yeah. yeah. When? And he's playing, playing Quidditch. Huh. He had a gooseneck fracture. There? It, was, yeah. it was it was a it was a balloon. It was freaking flopping yeah. all over. Oh, that mine wasn't like that. Yeah. Well, then they well they took the bone out of his arm. Yeah, magically. An, an asshole took it the bone out. He fell, broke his arm, and then they took the bone out of his arm with magic, and it was like bloop, 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 yeah, bloop. yeah, it was awful. And then yeah. and then they take him to the uh, hospital, the, the hospital medic, and she's like, fixing a broken arm is totally fucking easy. Regrowing bones is a pain in the fucking ass. Who did this to you? And he says, and he's like. Fuck that guy. He's a fucking idiot. It's yeah. amazing. Wow, that's a lot of curse words for a children's Oh, story. it's great. No, she curses all the time. Matt is <laughs> the best. Harry Potter's better when you drink. <laughs> Every, everything is better when you drink, except for driving kids. Yeah. So, uh, Just, thank, thank you guys. Yeah. More. Give me more. Okay. <laughs> I, and in fact, 
this this solved two of my main problems from the previous chapter. Okay. One, I hope maybe you were listening to me, or even yeah, if you weren't, course. then it's the natural progression. Well, of the you story. said you said you need inside of his head more, and I'm like, well, here's a chapter without very much dialogue. <laughs> so, so here's good opportunity. Inside, so yeah. here's inside of Malcolm, and the whole thing is, I feel like, but the first chapter, I don't really know who Malcolm is. I have a vague idea. Much better now. idea. Yeah. Even the, the whole thing is it's still vague. It's still the second chapter. I don't need to exactly know who he is. But I know a couple of key things about him and the way that he thinks that even if I don't believe he's correct, I get. Yeah. I get how he goes from yeah. A to B, mm-hmm. and I like it. Well, thank you, guys. Well, now we're going to move on to the Bad Story trailers part of the podcast. Yes, we are. So each week we roll our two ten-sided dice three times, find three story genres off of a spreadsheet, and try to come up with a movie. Uh, using some of them, we're really using them just for inspiration. And then we record the trailer, and you get to hear it. So, uh, Liam, you yeah, roll the dice first. All right. Let's let's do this. 88. 88. Miles per hour. Biopunk. A st- <laughs> what? A story that is about genetics and biological research, often falling under the horror category. It often focuses so on... So Cronenberg? Uh, sometimes. It often fo- focuses on the harmful effects characters have created when they change an animal's code to unintentionally create a violent monster. Yeah, so like okay. a fly. Uh, movie Splice or whatever was it? Biopunk, yeah. yes. Biopunk fiction typically scene. typically describes the struggles of individuals or groups, often the product of human experimentation against the backdrop of totalitarian governments or mega corporations, which misuse what? biotechnologies as means of social c- control or prof- profiteering. So it also includes Resident Evil, anarchists, werewolves. That was way specific. I I didn't know the whole thing is, is often does this, often you, does this. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is also I'm excited about today because <laughs> this is a new punk. That I didn't know existed. <laughs> the last one that I discovered was Diesel Punk, and I got really excited. Yeah. World War One. It's airplanes. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So Doug is rolling next. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. I'm liking these numbers. Magical girl. <laughs> oh no! These go together. They go together. So oh my far. god! Popular in Japan of girls who use magic in either their training, idol, stardom, or even to fight evil. So like, uh, uh, <sighs> Madoka. You know, Sailor Moon. Exactly. Uh, Panty and Stalking. Card Captor Sakura. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I'll ro- roll the third one. What do we got? 94. All right. 94 is Urban. The tone for urban fiction is usually dark, focusing on the underside. Profanity of all George Carlin's seven dirty words and urban variations thereof. Sex and violence are usually explicit with the writer not shying away from watering down the material. In this respect, urban fiction series share common threads with dystopian or survivalist fiction. So. So we need a magical girl. So we need a. Who's a product a of. A grim dark. That's a product of bioengineering. Yeah. That or, actually isn't or that unbelievable. Or that fights against bioengineering. Ooh, okay. Because huh? it's right. evil. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer, only they're monsters instead of demons. Yeah. So So her. So it's like Sailor Moon, except the bad guy isn't Queen Beryl. It's a it's a mad scientist who creates biological monsters. All right, in an urban environment. In an urban but, environment, but so it's grim dark. Like, but what's the what's the twist? What's the meat? What's the hook? I kind of like. What if she's like the hard boiled PI Magical Girl Services Incorporated? All right. <laughs> We're like she's been at this a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's and, like I've seen all kinds of shit. And they're like, oh, can you? Uh, so can you hire a magical girl to solve my problem? My, my husband, he's gone missing. I fear it's this thing. And it's like, and it's like he's been used for biological research. And she's like, sure, I'll call her. I will call. Did we just make Jessica Jones? No. Mm, no. I mean, it, you mean 
super powered PI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but I mean, there's, how many of those are there? Right, but that's like you know. in fact the spider. Yeah, who was like one of the one of the first pulp novels. So he's a magical. He PI wasn't guy. super powered though. Yeah, he was. He didn't have magic. Yeah, he had almost magic. He, he was like Batman. No, he was a master of disguise. He did a bunch of stuff, and he had a potion that made him super strong. Yeah. So she. She's like, can you call uh, one of your magical girlfriends? She's like, sure. And she has a transformation sequence, and she becomes a, she becomes a magical girl with some kind of weapon. What's her weapon? Because they always have, like, some wand. A scythe. A scythe? That's too... They, there's a lot of magical girls that are already death. All right. Um, I think bow staff. She hits them with a stick. Uh, a sledgehammer. Because bow staff is cool because you can a twirl a hammer. A guitar. You- Ooh, uh, that's so the thing. It's also like lollipop chainsaw as well, except lollipop chainsaw didn't have. She wasn't a magical girl. That's FLCL though. Yeah, but not as a PI. <laughs> that's true. I'm just looking around here. Uh, drum set. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lava lamp. What if? Okay, what's what's a strange thing to? What to if be it's a the, weapon? The fuzzy dice on uh, car mirror. <laughs> It has to be something dumb. That's a magical. Yeah, but work. that's too dumb. Like the one one girl had that's a rocket power hammer. Too dumb. That's fucking awesome. Drill. That's too uh, phallic. No, I was gonna say Gurren Lagan. Yeah, Gurren Lagan. Uh, what about if it, Rosary? She has Mace Rosary. Is this, this is Catholic magical girl? Yeah, like, she's, she's a, a nun. nun. <laughs> the nuns. Super nun. That is super the, nun. Nuns are pretty magical girl. Uh, they're ready. I think they're pretty ready for. A the, they're ripe. Girl. She's the only. She's the only magical girl who adds more clothes when she's transformed. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that plus also that solves your urban problem like yeah. in the urban She's city urban or whatever yeah, like, it's they, like they go they go to the uh they go to the church and they're just like we need to speak to to uh sister to sister kick-ass <laughs> it's like hold on just in fact the name of the movie is sister kick-ass there we go she does her spin and she gets what does she get she gets she gets that what's the thing that uh, she gets the full habit yeah, but right, what's but the, what's the her weapon is that long stick with the crucifix on it that they carry when they go. Uh, um, Do nuns carry that? I thought only no, no, no. I, I don't mean right? nuns, but like the like priest the, carried the altar boys in, yeah, the, carry yeah, 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 in front of the priest. Yeah, what what is that thing? I, I, it's a big crucifix. Yeah, yeah I, almost, I think I almost think I want to say it's the standard. It's just called. The standard. It is a standard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that that can be what that extends. <laughs> that can be a I don't know what the actual. Oh, name like of Son it Goku. Is. Like it's a it's an extended pole. Yeah, yeah, and uh, either that or like the rosary beads that you would tie around your waist. That can be like uh, like a whip sort of thing or whatever. What uh, about the flagellant? Did you say the flatulent? No, the the flagellant. Okay, the fl- flatulent flagellation. <laughs> yeah. Um, do nuns do that? Holy water. That's a weapon. Catholics do that. <laughs> I don't. I, well, I didn't when I was grew up Catholic. <laughs> You weren't a good Catholic. No, no, I was not. I was not a good Catholic. I masturbated a lot, and that's a no-no. I think we were all raised Catholic at this table. And we all masturbate way too much. Uh, I think just enough. In fact, a little too less. Or you'd say, 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 I masturbate enough to keep going forward. (laughs) Enough to be a bad Catholic. (laughs) I masturbate for maintenance. Uh, Okay, what about... I'm trying to think of what what a nun's effects are. Because now I'm picturing Meryl Streep in Doubt. As just like yeah. as no, like just I'll gotta, go solve the problem. No, dude, like this is a ruler. instead of just a really big a ruler. ruler. A ruler. Really I would do because I, I was gonna oh say my God. Blues Brothers because Blues Brothers they're like the magical boys of a Catholic school, right? And this so the magical girls and the nun floats at that goddamn movie and like has telekinesis to shut and open doors. <laughs> <laughs> so the ruler is spot that on. That totally works. Yeah, yeah a, a yardstick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yard take stick. it up a notch. <laughs> I'll rasp your knuckles. Yeah. So okay, so we have a magical girl nun, 
I think boys are being taken – boys and girls are being taken from the Catholic school to be turned into bioengineered monsters. Mm-hmm. And she is going out <laughs> into a just horrible future urban environment as a, as a nun mm-hmm. to smite them with her giant ruler. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. Done. I don't think she needs to be the head, like the headmistress. No, she's she's like the young, the new one. No one knows her secret. Is that, that she, she's she fucking magical as shit? Yeah, yeah. She's she's sister so and so, the new sister. Uh, the headmistress found out who slays the dragon. Who's the saint who slays the dragon? Uh, that is Saint Gregory. No, is uh, it? It's not. It's not headmistress. It's Mother Superior. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can't no. let Mother Superior find out, but she hopes that she'll notice her. George. Yeah. So Sister George? <laughs> that sounds really strange. Yeah. It sounds like Boy George's sister. Yeah. I, um, I, 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 want, I want the young, handsome uh, priest no. in there that she hopes notices her. Senpai? Yes, senpai. that is God senpai. God damn it. You got to have <laughs> – and not even like in a, in a romance way, but just like I just hope he notices I'm doing a good job. And then yeah, like, I work so hard lighting these candles. Yeah. It's like some kind of great work, Sister of Lanahan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's, very, it's very beautiful. You, you seem really, like you're doing a very good job. Really brought out the light of Christ. <laughs> this is already um, this is great. I love where this is going. <laughs> All right, uh, nah. I think Mother Superior would be a great. Oh name my for this god! <laughs> yeah. What Mother <laughs> Superior or Sister Superior? No, I think Mother, Mother Su- Superior. Mother Superior, and then just like you can imagine the poster right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with this giant glowing yardstick. It, it looked like the Force Awakens, but none of the yardstick. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. That's the movie. Mother Superior? That's the movie. Mother Superior. Yeah. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. What brings you to confession this day, my child? I did not observe curfew last night. Go on. And when I was out, I encountered the foulest of the adversary's retinue. It is too late to save the child. I will eat his soul. And how did you respond to this test? I relied upon the strength of the Lord and introduced him to St. George. St. George? My blessed yardstick, of course. I'll get you yet, Mother Superior. Ah, well... Say the Lord's Prayer eight times and four Hail Marys. Yes, Father. Go in peace, my child. Thank you, Father. And, uh, Sister? Yes, Father? There have been rumors of more devilry. I expect you to sin again this evening. I live to serve the Lord. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bad Storytellers, now presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream us from Google Play. I've been your host, Josh LaForge, and I'd like to thank my writing group again, Doug Banks, Liam Malone, and Max Wessel. Now remember, as listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdy show to find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other nerdy show programming. Visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Bad Storytellers on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.